franchising is the most misunderstood and most overlooked form of entrepreneurship. We're here to educate you and help you find the entrepreneur within. Franchising is not all about the French fries. We find that individuals who are exploring business ownership tend to have a lot of misperceptions and misunderstandings about the franchise industry. So what we want to do is help prospective business owners make confident and educated decisions before moving forward or not moving forward with a business. Welcome to Unpredicted Entrepreneur. Hi, welcome to episode four of Unpredicted Entrepreneur. Today we have a franchisee guest to provide you with some education about his process thus far in opening his franchise. He's with Pet Bar, his name is Russ. I will let him introduce himself and tell you how to pronounce his last name. Welcome, Russ. Thanks, Roxanne. Uh, happy to be here. My name is Russ Smariga. It's Polish, so everybody has trouble with it. But uh, I got my start in my career in the U.S. Air Force. I was in for 10 years and did a flight test out in the desert and found out I was going to the basement of the Pentagon and said, I don't think so. And so I exited and I had a small business for a while, but basically since I left the Air Force, I've been in IT consulting. And I spent uh, my, the last 10 years of my career working at Deloitte Consulting and loved my clients, loved my coworkers, hated the travel. And I'd been basically traveling my entire career. So for th after 35 years, it was time for me to find something else to do. And we decided to pursue a franchise and ultimately chose Pet Bar. Awesome. So tell us about Pet Bar. What is Pet Bar? So Pet Bar is not a place you go drink. <laughs> Take your pets to go drink. Uh, Pet Bar is uh, it's a, it's a, both a self-serve and a full-service washing and grooming facility for your fur babies. And we're very upscale, it's bright and open. You can see your pets being bathed or you can do the bathing yourself. We have uh, waist-high tubs so you're not having to lean down to bathe your pet. And there's ramps for them to walk up to get into the tubs. So it's very, basically an open, airy, fresh experience bringing the boutique feel to pet grooming. Nice. And so that was that change and the business model is very good. The business, the return on investment with a, with a pet bar is excellent. Nice, awesome. When did you sign your agreement? We signed it on, uh, on Halloween, October 31st, oh. uh, 2020. And that was, uh, that was a sentinel day because it got, got the ball rolling. The franchise agreement, effectively, it's a, a 20 year commitment, 10 years and another 10 years. Uh, what my wife and I expect to do is to build the business we signed for three locations. We expect to build those up and get them running and either they're going to be absentee owner at that point, uh, owner absentee, uh, or we will sell them as a package. And uh, that's our exit strategy. So you signed your franchise agreement nine months ago, almost nine months ago. Um, are you open yet? <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice if we were? So no, we're not open yet. We are at the point where we've identified our first and second locations. Okay. We've yet to identify our third location. And we are just got bids back in uh, for the build out. It's a cold, dark shell, uh, new shopping center. And we are looking forward to beginning the build out very shortly. Should sign that contract probably tomorrow for the general contractor. So how long do they expect that piece of it to take, the build-out, once you sign that contract? So one of the, we haven't uh, discussed how long it'll take with the specific individual that we're going with today, uh, but one of the other 
contractors said that it would take them 45 days from start to finish. And our construction project manager uh, tells us that they are never late, but they're never early either. So we're expecting a minimum of 45 days, depending on the flower mounds uh, permitting process and their inspection cycle during the construction. That could stretch things out a bit. Well, and we usually tell our clients with location-based franchises, it's usually six to 12 months before you actually get your doors open. And that's what uh, the, this franchise or told us that uh, it would be from nine to 12 months. Yeah. And so that was, we were prepared for that. So you're on target for, for what you expected. Good. So tell us about the process of finding your locations. You mentioned that you've already found two, which is pretty unusual, honestly, um, you yeah. know, this early on. So kind of tell us how that process fell into place, how, you know, how it all worked for you. So the franchisor hires a commercial real estate firm uh, and they put together a package based on the profile of customers that we're looking for, the kind of surrounding households within, you know, two miles, three miles, five miles of the location. And they choose, they base the territories on those statistics. We were, we're looking for very specific clientele, people that go to uh, lash bars and blow dry bar and, and nail bar, that sort of thing. That's the kind of people that uh, would be excellent clients for pet bar because they're willing to spend money on themselves and they're willing to spend money on their with on their pets. So they provided me, the real estate firm provided me with a, a package that included 100 locations wow. across our territories. Wow, and that's a lot. That was a lot. And I spent eight weeks in my car going from place to place again and again and again trying to get a feel for who the other uh, tenants were in that that property, whether there was traffic in and out, whether it was easy to get into the parking lot, whether there was enough parking, whether it was easy to get out of the parking lot. And quite frankly, I eliminated a lot of places that you would think would be great, but because of traffic and access and parking, uh, many of them got uh, thrown away. That's and a big deal. It is. Interesting. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. So how many LOIs did you end up putting out there? Oh, it's kind of funny because the our two favorite locations are the ones that we ultimately got. We're very close to signing a lease on the second place. And the first one, uh, we got a response back pretty quickly, but then the negotiation process for that LOI uh, took quite a, quite a long time. So really quick, let me interject for those of you that don't know the lingo, LOI is letter of intent to lease a property. So go ahead. I didn't know that either. Thank you for clarifying yeah. because uh, that was a, I didn't know any of the lingo, basically. And so that brings me to a really important point, which is that we learned that we needed to surround our ourselves with people who knew what they were doing in very specific areas, like commercial real estate, like legal uh, advising in commercial real estate, uh, like accountants. Um, so we, we found all those people, and including our construction project manager, I, I know a lot about building, but I have no idea about commercial construction. Yeah. So we surrounded ourselves with those people, and it really takes the stress out. If you find people that you mm -hmm. trust, mm -hmm. that you can, uh, they're well worth the money. I could not agree more with that. And I think oftentimes that's a hard lesson for business owners to learn because they 
are new at it. They want to save money. They feel like, you know, um, I should be able to do this. I know I've told this story lots of times, but I was definitely like that, you know, with the accounting piece, bookkeeping piece of mine and um, on, in my business. So I really am glad to hear you say that, Russ, just about the value of really letting other people do what they're good at through the process because it can ultimately save time and save money. So on the subject of of you know time um, and the whole process. Kind of tell us about the lease negotiation. What all was expected of you? How was the franchisor or their real estate company kind of involved with that? Were there surprises? What do you kind of maybe wish you'd known ahead of time before you started that process? Thanks for that question. That's a that's a good one. And there's things out there that I hope you can take away from this if you're watching this right now. I hope you take this away and, and use it in your journey because it would have helped me a bunch originally if I had understood more about commercial the commercial leasing process. I didn't realize uh, what kind of personal guarantees they were going to require you to sign. So even though it's, a, it's, a, it's an agreement between the legal entity itself, um, which isn't me, uh, we still, my wife and I both still had to sign personal guarantees and we negotiated the personal guarantee on our first location down to five years with a rolling 12-month guarantee after that. So that's still a big number, but uh, we, we sweated over that for quite a bit. So understand that if that's gonna be a deal breaker for you, you need to decide that very quickly and be done with it or move forward. Uh, but. So really quick on that, I just wanna say that um, as far as deal breakers go with uh, franchising in general, there are two personal guarantees that you'll have to sign if you decide to become a franchisee. The first one is when you sign the franchise agreement. So what he's talking about is you set up your corporation and then your business is under the umbrella of your corporation. But outside of that, you still have to sign a personal guarantee, you and your spouse if you're married, on that franchise agreement, holding you personally liable for any expenses same with a commercial lease. That's an absolute requirement. So if it's a deal breaker, um, you might want to look for a franchise that doesn't have real estate involved. You'll just be signing one personal guarantee instead of two, but um, that's something you should know up front before you ever come into this process. Now, one of the things that uh, we believe let us get through the whole process is the fact that we found a franchise that had a great business model and the return on investment, we are absolutely certain, especially in this, this day and time, that the pet business is gonna be a great business to be in, and it's time in this world for a, a pet bar type business too. It kind of revolutionizes it, and we know that we're not gonna be liable for things because we know we're gonna make a lot of money with it. Yeah, heck, so. people even put clothes on their dogs now. Yep. That is true. I know people spend more on their dog's haircuts than their own. Um, I used to be one of those people, so <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely attest to it. You used a word that um, I just kind of want to get you to elaborate on. It was negotiating. You know, there's a lot of room for negotiating in these leases, so kind of tell me how that process went for you. Did you have somebody helping you with those negotiations? Were you figuring that out yourself, or how did... How did you, you know, manage to kind of get some of the terms that you wanted on your lease? So I'm really good at negotiating, but not for commercial leases. Again, it, it's one of those things where I've never done it. I don't know what's normal, what's customary with it. So the real estate firm that our franchisor hired and provides to us at no charge, 
they help with the negotiations in the early stages. So through the LOI and then the initial stages of the lease, once you've agreed to terms. So the letter of intent sets out the basic terms of what the lease is going to include. It's not a legally binding document, but it's important to get concessions in the LOI before you move to the lease stage because mm -hmm. it's much more difficult to get the landlord to agree to concessions after you're in the lease formal lease negotiation yes. stage. So the uh, agent from the commercial real estate firm did the, those early negotiations. And at the time we get close to signing, then we brought in our legal team to negotiate directly with the franchisor's legal team. And that was a very short process. Uh, I would recommend that you limit the amount of your legal team's involvement to the bare minimum because they're expensive. A good real estate attorney is going to be expensive. So you want to them involved when they need to be involved, not the whole time. And in fact, we, we found our commercial real estate attorney uh, as someone that we absolutely trust and they've always, they've never overcharged us. So they handled the end negotiations and they know all the terminology. They know mm -hmm. what, they are landlords themselves. So they know they've been on both sides of the table. So they know what they can ask for, what they can push on, and what's useless to push on. Uh, so that was, that was invaluable advice. That's great information for that, our, our listeners. Absolutely. I agree. And um, we personally own gyms. And when we had signed our lease, I remember specifically the company that was kind of handling all the transactions saying, you guys, I want to tell you something about Kim. And Kim was the person representing us with among the franchisor um, in this lease. And we were feeling a little nervous, like, uh-oh, what are they going to say? And he said, you guys got a really good deal, basically. And he said, um, I need to tell you that the dentist, you know, next door, what, did not. So, wow. yeah. And, you know, the difference, I think, is exactly what you were saying, Russ, is having an expert involved while you may be paying on the front end, it could save you thousands and maybe hundreds of thousands, you know, over a 20 year period, yeah. um, you know, on fees and rent and whatever it might be by really getting somebody in there to advocate for you that knows what they're doing versus an inexperienced person who's never done this before. I mean, most of the clients that we work with at FranNet, just like you, are first-time business owners. They've never done this. So they're very wise in a lot of areas. And just like you said, I'm good at negotiating, but I've never negotiated a commercial lease. So something that I think is really um, important for prospective business owners to really take to heart is Russ's advice of really bringing in, you know, key people and experts in their field. And if you're thinking about starting a business, now would be the time to start networking and, and meeting those people, CPAs, commercial real estate brokers, real estate attorneys, bookkeepers, you know, start surrounding yourself with people that um, could be valuable to you and have a valuable relationship. Um, build that relationship so you trust them and you're not scrambling after you've already signed your franchise agreement and you're trying to get your business open. Trust Absolutely. is huge, yeah. you know. It is, and it, it really does make, if you have trust issues, you might have some difficulty in this, with this whole process. But yeah. if you don't have trust issues, this is a great, a great business to be in, uh, just in general, uh, franchising. Uh, one other thing I would say about uh, your negotiating with your landlord, if there are already other tenants in the property where you want to locate your business, 
it pays to get to know the owners of those properties. Talk to them about what their experience has been with the landlord and what, and some of them may not have gotten expert advice, so they hate their landlord. Another great tip, uh, yep. So get to just walk, get the feel of the place, walk in, introduce yourself, tell them your pr perspective, uh, new tenant and you'd like to know a little bit about their experience with the landlord can't tell you how many times i've talked to somebody that says their landlord's a nightmare so that's a really another really good tip thank you we're Russ. one of those people we've had trouble with our landlords so on the subject of talking to other tenants you know if you do end up signing your lease there it's a great way to maybe co-market your business mm -hmm. too like maybe Lee, you know, you had mentioned that the, the clientele at Pet Bar is similar to, you know, um, blow dry bars and nail salons and things like that. So maybe you could, you know, offer coupons for each other's services and really kind of help each other, you know, co-market your businesses. There's a lot of advantages to getting to know your, you know, your neighbors, essentially, in your in your shopping center. Always be selling or always be closing. ABC, whatever. that's ABC. what my husband says. <laughs> and uh, another thing, I joined the local chamber of commerce and I know, I can't tell you how many business owners I know that aren't members of the local chamber. Uh -huh. And if you have a really active, vibrant chamber, that's a great, it's an easy way to, people are there, they want us to do business. They want you to do business. Everybody wants everybody to be successful. It's a really useful tool for a very small cost. Absolutely. I agree. And you know, I always say that when you're in business for yourself, it's like being a politician. You need to be out shaking hands and kissing babies. Um, you need to be the face of your business in your community. People aren't just going to come in simply because you hang your open neon sign. I mean, you or your neon open sign. You've got to get out and be active in the community. So that's good to hear. And a dynamic chamber of commerce. Especially if you're in a community that doesn't allow banners, like coming soon <laughs> banners, which my community doesn't allow that. So okay. So, well, you're in one of those communities that is kind of upscale. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, so on that subject, tell us more. I mean, you said probably 45 to 60 days. So we're halfway through July. Hopefully you'll be open by September. Can you give us a little more insight as to where your first location is and how people might find you or get a hold of you or learn more about Pet Bar um, to potentially utilize your services? So right now, the best place to learn more about Pet Bar is at Pet Bar Inc. P-E-T-B-A-R-I-N-C.com. That's the corporate uh, website. And there's our location is listed there. First location is in Flower Mound, and it lists the address. It's on 4610 Long Prairie Road in Suite 100. So it says coming soon on the website, and it has your address. It does, yeah. and I do have a coming soon sign that I used to have outside the building. I've now got it taped up on the inside of the windows, okay. so people walking by can see it. And our current uh, neighboring tenants, we're right next to a Yoga 6, and we've got a Buttermilk Sky Pie Company next to them, Ooh. and there's a Gyro 360 or Euro 360 going in next to them being built out now. So we'll be the fourth tenant um, to be building out and we should start that process as early as next week. So Flower Mound is the first location. That's our first location. Okay. Absolutely. Coming in September maybe. Yeah, September. Hopefully. Hopefully. Okay. We're, we're going to do it as soon as we can, as soon as the permitting process with the city can be taken care of and as soon as we can uh, get through the construction process, we'll be open. We already have a lot of uh, things sitting in my garage and my dining room right now, pet shampooing machines sure and <laughs> lots of stuff. So we're anxious to get open for that reason as well. I can totally relate. I'm sure you <laughs> are willing to get that out of the dining room and I know your wife well enough to know she wants it out too. So. <laughs> 
I think, in fact, after this, I'm going to be going home and moving it into the garage today. Oh, good oh call. Boy. My good. sister's coming this weekend, so. Wonderful. Well, we are so grateful that you joined us um, today. It was really insightful to hear about kind of how the process has been since you signed your agreement um, last Halloween. And now, you know, here we are, um, hopefully just a couple months away from opening. So um, thank you all for listening to Unpredicted Entrepreneur Episode 4, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you. Thank you, Russ. Thank you.